Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the August edition of my One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running throughout 2017. This month will be One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement. My sponsor this month is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 500 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, I would urge you to visit visit Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. As I indicated, this month we're going to look at one month to more effective continuous improvement. We're going to consider auditing and monitoring, the different types of auditing that you can do, from third-party auditing, supply chain, data risk auditing, auditing, culture auditing, auditing against fraud. We're going to talk about control testing. We're going to look at continuous improvement through the use of big data. We're going to look at measuring effectiveness, risk-based monitoring, email sweeps as monitoring, and listening as continuous monitoring. I think you're going to find it a fascinating month, and I'm sure at the end of the month you will have picked up multiple lessons on what you can do to improve your compliance program around continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll join me for the entire month. This 2017 One Month to a Better Compliance Program podcast series is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 5, the auditing of third parties for continuous improvement. Third parties still present the highest risk around FCPA compliance. It is therefore critical that you use monitoring and auditing when it comes to continuous improvement in this high-risk area. Today I want to consider three aspects of a company's audit program for its compliance function. The types and purposes of third-party audits, planning for third-party audits, and interviewing all in connection with your and interviewing in connection with your third party audit program you should generally plan your audit out 4 to 6 weeks in advance it should be done in conjunction with your corporate legal department taking the lead so as to preserve the attorney client privilege you need to work with the business sponsor and key business contacts to facilitate the discussion of the of audit rights and the audit process with a third party. You should prepare initial document request list for financial information queries, review findings from previous audits and their resolutions. If there are any opened or closed internal investigations, they should be similarly reviewed. Finally, if there are any DOJ or SEC enforcement actions in your industry, take care to review and be fully cognizant of them. Next, consider the entry points for foreign government involvement, both direct and indirect. In the direct category, there are the following areas. Customs and duties, corporate taxes and penalties, social security and national insurance issues for employees, obtaining in-country visas and work permits, 
public official gifts and entertainment, training of and attendant travel for government em- officials and employees of state-owned ent- enterprises, procurement of business licenses and permits to perform work, and finally, areas around police escort and security. In the indirect category, some of the key areas to review are customs agents and freight forwarders, visa processors, commercial sales agents, including distributors, and finally, those who might be termed consultants or other channel partners. Document review and selection is important for this process. You should ask for as much electronic information as possible well in advance of your audit. You should ask for some of the following categories of documents. Trial balances, charts of accounts, journal entry line items, financial and compliance policies, prior audited financial statements, bank records and statements, a complete list of agents and intermediaries, and revenue by country and customer. It is important to try to obtain records in database or Excel format and not simply in PDFs. When you are ready to commence your interviews, the lead interviewer needs to be culturally sensitive, patient, and must negotiate a good working relationship with the auditors on your team who will be reviewing the documents from the forensic perspective. Regarding potential, you should focus on potential interviewees who interact with government entities, government officials, or third parties, including those personnel involved with business leadership, sales, marketing, and business development, operations, logistics, and corporate functions, including human resources, finance, health and safety, environmental, real estate, and legal. It is important that you conduct the audit interview as precisely as possible. An audit, this is an audit interview and not an investigative interview. This is not the time to play gotcha. The audit interview process also affords the opportunity to engage in training while you are interviewing people. For interview topics, I suggest some or all of the following. General policies and procedures, books and records pertaining to FCPA or other compliance risks, tests for knowledge of the FCPA around facilitation payments and the and their understanding of your company's prohibitions, if any, regulatory challenges you may, they may face, any payment of taxes, fees, or fines, government interactions they have on your behalf, and other compliance areas you may have may be concerned about or that would impact your company, including trade, anti-boycott, anti-money laundering, and antitrust. Particular care should be given to the review around the general ledger accounts. Here you need to review commission payments to agents and representatives, any facilitation payments, payments around gifts, travel, and entertainment, payments made for as charitable donations or political contributions, sales and promotional expenses. If there were payments made for freight forwarder or customs brokers or other processing agents, permits, licenses, and taxes, and other regulatory expenses should be reviewed. Additionally, any entries pertaining to community contributions contributions or social responsibility payments should be assessed. And finally, a review of security payments, extortion payments, payments made to legal consultants or tax advisors or fines and penalties should be considered. Regarding bank accounts and cash disbursements controls, you should review the following. Controls around bank accounts and cash disbursements, identify and review authorized signatures, signatories or signers, appropriate levels in bank reconciliations, ensure all bank accounts are included in the GL, identify and review certain bank and cash disbursement transactions, and identify any offshore bank accounts. 
In the area of cash funds review, take a look at the following. Review controls around petty cash funds. Ascertain processes in place regarding disbursements and reconciliation of cash funds. Identify and review payments to government officials, agents, or any unusual or suspicious activities. And identify and review certain bank transactions and test for any improper payments. For gifts, travel, and entertainment, you should explore payments made through employee reimbursed expenses, scrutinize for any suspicious expense submitted, expenses lacking adequate documentation, incorrect posting, and identify and review accounts associated with GTE or promotion. Around payroll, consider the risk around using ghost employees, hiring of relatives of government employees, and the use of bonus payments to request a payroll listing for any such employees. Around training, you should determine whether the company provides industry-specific training to government entities, which GL accounts and expenses and review GL accounts and expenses for related items. In looking at payments under local law, you should obtain a list of payments to governments required by local laws and identify and review payments to government authorities or employees, customs agents or authorities, income tax authorities, and licensing requirements. For payments made to third parties, you should consider review commission and expense payments for compliance with your company's policies and then trace the payments to the third party's bank account. So that's a lot of information today, but what are the three key takeaways? Well, number one, it's planning. Prior planning prevents poor performance, so start planning your third-party audit four to six weeks in advance of the actual audit. Number two, use your business sponsor. This is the person who's filled out the business justification and should have the closest business relationship with a third party. So use them to help facilitate the audit process with a third party. And lastly, remember, this is not a gotcha interview, but an opportunity for training during the audit process. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of my one-month series to better and more effective continuous improvement. And I hope you will join me tomorrow for day six. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement in Your Compliance Program. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, please rate this podcast. It was a help in our rankings and also get the word out about the only daily podcast to help you improve your compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and you've been listening to one month of more effective continuous improvement from the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.